Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the NDE World Podcast. Welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and I've got my lovely assistant, Miss Daphne Lynn. How are you doing, Miss Daphne? I am doing really, really good. I'm into my evening and just enjoying life. That is wonderful, and I love to hear that, and I always love to hear that from you. So thank you for bringing that energy here with us as well, and then hopefully the listeners can be able to feel this energy that we are Radiate. bringing, this love, that yeah. we enlight, the enlightenment that we want to bring to them, okay? So, yes. Again, you're listening to uh, NDE World Podcast. Now, also, those who don't know much about us, we do a lot of things in the NDE world, and um, from... Just reviews, uh, teachings, lessons, uh, interviews, uh, commenting on different experiences and things like that, using our expertise and really breaking a lot of this down for our listeners. So welcome. If you don't know who we are, again, we are the NDE World Podcast. And so let's get started. Now, uh, how about we go ahead and just go bring in the first clip and we're going to get straight to it. So how's it sound, Miss Daphne? Is that sound That's right? perfect, perfect. Jumping in, getting our feet wet, and going with it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's All go. right. And we are rolling. The night of my near-death experience, I was working on a research vessel. We had just returned from a job using a new submersible, and the representative from the submersible was on board. We couldn't enter the small harbor because the sea state was so rough that the ship would bottom out at the harbor's entrance if a wave broke under her. It was late at night when we dropped anchor a couple miles offshore and decided to enter the harbor after the storm broke the next day. The representative for the submersible was very anxious to get to shore so he could catch his flight home. A couple of other members of the crew wanted to go home. They had decided they would meet us at the dock in the morning. They talked a deckhand and myself into taking them in on our inflatable Zodiac. The captain recommended we wear life vests and my guidance agreed to wear the vests. We were all experienced divers and sub-operators and used to being on the sea and in the water. We had to rummage around the bosun's locker to find the dusty old vest stowed below. Most of us had not worn a vest in many years and these were old M. West life vests. We checked our position on the radar to plot a course to the harbor and loaded up everyone's gear. Then we lowered the Zodiac into the ocean, the deckhand took the stern to drive the boat and I took the boat to navigate. The boat had a V for engine and could really fly across the water. But it sat very low in the water and we could not see the lights of the harbor for the most part due to the large swells and troughs of the sea. It wasn't long before we lost our bearing on the harbor. Suddenly we were falling as a wave broke beneath us and I was shouting for the deckhand to turn the boat around and head back out to sea. The mate had turned the boat and started moving back out to sea when the sky went black and a ridge of foam was 20 feet above our heads. We were in a sandbar breaker zone a mile offshore from the harbor. 
I remember when I saw that foam I shouted to everyone, OSHIT, this is it, and the wave crashed down on us. The wave folded the boat in half from bow to stern, three of the four inflatable pontoons were ruptured when the aluminum and fiberglass floor broke apart and the motor snapped off the transom. I was catapulted from the bow into the ocean and the wave spun and tumbled me around when it came down on me. It was the most raging violent force I had ever felt attacking my body and I was separated from everyone. I had lost all sense of direction and the ocean kept tossing me around like a doll. When I opened my eyes to blow some bubbles to get an idea which way was up. The sand and salt burned and it was so black I couldn't see the bubbles, I did not know which way was up. But all of my years of experience as a diver had taught me not to panic. I waited and waited for this old May West life vest to take me to the surface. Now there are no street lights out to sea so it is very dark. The sea kept tossing me around and my lungs burned to take a breath of air. But the surface never came within my reach and as time passed the burning in my lungs lessened but it was getting very cold. I could tell my brain was starving for oxygen as a sort of euphoria came over me. It seemed like a very long time that I was holding my breath but finally the euphoria overcame me and I tried to breathe salt water. All I remember was the burning in my lungs, slowly the burning went away, and there was darkness, cold darkness, slowly I noticed light, it was growing lighter all around me. I couldn't feel my body anymore I could sense where it was but I was not in it. I also started to grow warmer and comfortable. I found myself drawn to a brighter area in the light. I could not help myself, it seemed the natural thing to do and it felt familiar. A feeling of welcoming and welcome home as well as an incredible sense of love came over me. I felt so happy I felt so comfortable and loved. My physical body was gone, I was becoming light without a form. I didn't judge this I just accepted my change it was so natural, then within the light, I could sense others with me and more coming toward me. I was still moving toward them. Movement toward these others was something that just happened but I wanted to be with them. I recognized these other beings or persons and they were the ones welcoming me. They were supporting me and helping me to adjust. More beings came, maybe a dozen in all and they were all around me. I knew them all and it felt like a family. Before I could communicate with any of them, I started to get flashes, images of my life. I've learned since that this is called a life review and it's very hard to explain the relentless intensity of images. Words cannot do justice to the experience. Not only were they images but also they were feelings and not just my feelings. I could sense the feelings of others and how my actions in this life had touched them. I could feel their joy, happiness, heartaches, disappointments, love, all of their emotions. But there were no feelings of judgment. No feelings of me being judged on my actions in that life. It felt as thought I was reviewing my life so that I might grow and evolve from this life's experience. Then the images and feelings changed, I was being shown images that were not from my life. I became disoriented and confused, I was being shown parts of my life that had not yet happened. The other beings were supporting me but not with words. They were supporting me with thoughts of love and compassion. They told me very personal things about my life that I do not wish to discuss here. Just then, I heard very clearly and distinctly the words this is not your time, you must return. I did not want to return. I pleaded to stay. I was told once again this is not your time you have a purpose. Suddenly I understood that I had to return to my body and continue to live my life. Being in God's light made it even harder to return back to this life. 
I did not want to return, this was more painful than the act of drowning. The group of beings that were with me, I've come to call my soul group. My soul group helped me to return to my body. I was already longing to stay there. Returning was the hardest thing I've ever been asked to do, I became aware of my body lifeless and suspended in the water, still being tumbled and blasted by the sand and water. Sailors will take the end of a rope and weave the ends back into the rope. They call this the bitter end. Well the bitter end of a rope had wrapped itself around my arm and was beating my chest. The other end of this rope was attached to the zodiac. When the next set of waves hit, the rope dislocated my shoulder and thumb and pulled me to the surface. Three of the air-filled compartments were deflated but one compartment still had air in it. My body was tangled up in the rope and the pontoon with the air in it. The waves hit me so hard it pushed some of the water from my lungs. I breathed in my first breath and my spirit was slammed back into my body, my lungs were on fire, my head was pounding and I would have slipped beneath the surface again if I were not tangled up with the boat. I coughed and threw up and tried to breathe again. In the distance I could hear my name being shouted. My shipmates were looking for me. They had somehow found a flashlight but everything else was lost. They swam over to me and what was left of the boat. We were still one mile off the coast. We all hung onto the boat and began to swim for shore. Once I became untangled, I was still having trouble staying above the surface. So I kicked off my boots and that didn't help. Next I untied my life vest and found that the lining was shredded and waterlogged. It was the life vest that was dragging me down. What was supposed to save my life had actually killed me, only to be saved by the bitter end. When we got to shore two of my shipmates popped my dislocated arm back into place. By the time I reached home and my wife, I was in shock. She was a nurse and treated me. It took two days for me to really return to my body completely. Part of me kept a connection with the light until I repressed it enough. All right, wow. Nice story, nice story. Now, this uh, story had a lot of beautiful elements of a near-death experience, so... The common threads and all of them. Yeah, the it, common this, threads. This one had a lot of them. It, it has the actual story at first. However, I like to actually go more straight into the actual out-of-body experience and the actual thing. That's, That's so. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of pick up right there in this particular uh, segment. The actual, um, you know, he was in the darkness, and the darkness turned to light and then he got warmer and he was more drawn to the light remember mm-hmm. okay that's that's that's, that's out of body that's out of body and that's the, the infamous light you know mm-hmm. um and the feeling of welcomed home and happy and loved and just just naturally laughter. being there pardon me there was laughter and the laughter yeah, yeah. And he said it felt natural within that, the light. Natural being there, and that he knew all of them. Yeah, he recognized, and they supported him. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, that's a, a, a common, very common element in the NDE. So that's, that's a very good example there. Um, here I've got flashes and uh, life review. Mm-hmm. I appreciate his life review. Uh, he actually, and, and many of them do, said there was no judgments in it. You, you felt the feelings of others, or he felt the feeling of others, but there was no judgment in it. And they were to help him grow and evolve. I love that. Yeah, because that, 
that falls so much in harmony with a lot of the NDEs that we hear of. Now, a little bit before that, uh, dealing with the life review, and it says that words, I like this quote. In fact, I, I circled it. I like the part where he said that words do it no justice. Okay, we mm -hmm. hear that a lot. But oh, here's yeah. the part that really stuck out in my mind that you it's, it's just a common life review element. He said that both mine and others' emotions were connected. I felt all of their pain, their joy, their love, their happiness, their hurt, everything that I had to do with that person. That's that oneness. Etc. That is that oneness that so many of them speak of. And to me, that is that is the purging. That is the purging the purge, in yeah. the life review. I don't see an eternal torment. Right. I, I don't. I don't either. And, you know, it, it, when I was young, and, and that was my, my thought, my red flag for religion, that, you know, God was going to torment me all of the rest of my life when I passed for a few mistakes I made here on earth. I was like, how can a loving God do that? That's not loving. Right. And, and this life review ties all that in that you get to experience what you've done in your life and are forgiven for it and feel the, what you did to others. That's beauty. In that, and you think about that. That to yeah. me is the best way to balance. That's loving somebody out. Yeah, that instead of loving. torment and torture, you know, here we go. Just so you know what that person felt. You exactly. know, you may you may not have even been aware of it. Exactly. Yeah. And but it but it just balances you back out. I love that. So keep that in mind. With the purge. Uh, yeah, we're going to call it the purge. We're going to deem it the purge. Okay. Mm -hmm. The purging, and that's I, that's what I've been calling it since we've been kind of. Learning this. Learning stuff. this, yeah. yeah. That's your purging. Okay, right. you have to go through that. Now, and you also mentioned no judgment. So He did, yeah. These people who have these life reviews and see these things taking place and connected to others and hurt and the hurt that you feel from them and that they feel from you and the pain and the suffering that we've all done to each other and others in our lives. And that is so against the church doctrine, Absolutely, any, yeah. Any religion you go through. Right. It, there's the good, the bad, the, you know, the heaven, the hell. So with these life reviews, most people come back with, there's no judgment on exactly. the other side. There's no heaven, and, there's and, no And hell. I've also heard that, they, that you judge yourself. Exactly, yeah. You know, think about that. So it's not a judgment like we're being taught. And, and there's such beauty in that, the oneness. I mean... Really, if we bring, if these people bring this back with them and sharing it with us, we can learn from this that we are one, that we are all energy, that we can help each other and be kind to each other, acknowledge each other. Because most people walk around zombified nowadays and don't even look at you. Right. And there's too many things out to cause division in the world that we know. Right. There's we need no that oneness. Imagine what we could do in this world if we were united. Yeah, people's families can't even be united these days, so much less the whole continent or the whole world. Exactly. You know? Okay, so no judgment. Um, did you catch the part about the future visions? Yes, I did. I did. Uh, I actually uh, wrote that down, any too. Any comments on that? 
Yeah, I mean, he, and you, we, we are, on one of our previous episodes, uh, the lady had her NDE and she didn't have children and it showed her a future child that she, she had to go back to, otherwise that child wouldn't have came into the world. So these people are having future flashes and knowledge put into their head about the upcoming events in their life. Gotcha. Right, right. So, so that's beautiful to, to to know that, you know, they're learning about the future as well. Yes, and I remember that. Yeah, good example. Um, and I've got here that he actually pleaded and begged to stay, stay. and he didn't want to go back. What does that sound like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just like you hear so many stories kicking and screaming and, and just didn't want to go back. Um you know, arguing with their guides or spirit or source, whichever was particular to their event, was the resistance to want to go back to this this body and this earthly life. Yeah, think about it. Think about it. Now, you said it, there's a good possibility that this may be uh, an experience that you've actually heard about in the past and uh yes, and there's yes. a certain comment that this person made that, yes yes um, actually that would was you gonna, like to quote that yeah that was going to be my next uh comment was he he said when he had to return that he got slammed back into his body um now the story his name is david bennett for those of you who want to look it up and, oh, okay and um youtube you can look up Navy Diver NDE, and he tells his story. And going deeper into the story on the on the video, he talks about how large and expansive he, in the spirit form, is. And then he had to be told, "You're going back to that body," you know. And he says, "Wait, I'm going to fit back in that tiny thing." So the the expansion of the spirit is so much larger than this physical body. So I thought that was a very interesting point on on the extras on the video on YouTube. A very good point. And and yes, I agree with you 100%. I've heard that a lot of times, you know, oh, I'm supposed to fit back in that, you know, or Yeah. Now here's the thing that kind of touched my heart in a, a few a few different ways, well, you know, that um you know, he made the comment of he he became aware of the lifeless body in the water and being mm-hmm. tossed about and all that. So think about that and having to go back into that after you've been in this bliss. Exactly. And you know, you freaks have to go back into that body that's out there tossed around and swallowed water. You've drowned. You know, and you got to get exactly. out. And you know what's what's ahead of you. Um, but before I, before that, there, there's a note I've got right here. Um, he, he said it was hard to return, and he, and he made a made a, a, a remark that I think. It, the hardest w- thing he ever had to do in his life. Absolutely. He said it's more painful than the act of drowning itself. Wow. That that is intense. Think about that. That is intense. It, it was the and and there's a good possibility once he started going through the intense part of the drowning that it, he shifted over into the euphoria. You know, and that's what a lot mm-hmm. of people do. Yeah. So the hard part was getting going from the euphoria back to the reality. Yeah, of, you're you know, in pain and in suffering, and that's what these bodies go through. You know, you have the pain and tortures, but you have to move past that and accept it and live 
the fullest. Laugh, learn, love, you know, um, and and just let go of all the, the traumas that we go through. Don't carry that with you because that lowers your, your vibration. Right. It Absolutely. really does. Absolutely. And um, back to his story, um, he said it took him a two full days to fully return to his body. Right. Completely. It, and so, I like the part where it said that his spirit slammed into the body. Yeah, I had that wrote down to you. Slammed back I, into the body. You know, well, I wouldn't say never have I because it, it happens a lot. But it seems like it happens more often that the, it's more intense coming back into the body than it is going out. Just kind of be mindful yeah, of that, you know. You, you, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I'm looking at the clock. Let's go ahead and jump on the second clip, okay? And uh, that way we can uh, be able to of course, you know, yeah. take advantage of that before the time runs out on us, okay? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, well, then we are rolling. That night, as I was lying in bed, I felt my spirit leave my body and I could see myself lying on the bed. The experience scared me so I tried to rouse my husband, but he did not wake. The next day, I was in my bathroom, as I got up, I became very tachycardia. Tachycardia is a heart rate that exceeds the normal range and very fearful, for I felt like my body was dying. I got very short of breath and I knew I was going to die. I started to pray, because I didn't want my children to find me dead in the bathroom, and then I felt the sensation come over me, as though, if I just let go, I could die, and I felt very much at peace. Even so, I decided I would not give in and I thought if I lay in the bathtub, I could relax and not get so excited. So I got into the bathtub and as I was lying there, I felt my spirit, once again, leave my body and I could see myself sitting in the tub. This, again, really freaked me out and I climbed out of the tub, because I didn't want my children to find me dead in the tub. I crawled to the phone and called my neighbor and asked her to please come over and help me get dressed. She came over and I was weak, but I felt okay, so I walked downstairs, with her help, next, my father-in-law came over to take me to have my surgery. When I was in the outpatient surgery center, they attempted to start me on an intravenous drip, but were having difficulty doing so. Then they put a blood pressure cuff on my arm, however it would not register. I laughed and told the nurse it must be some malfunction. When the anesthesiologist came in, I had this need to tell him to not let me die. I remember he looked at me like I was crazy. I was taken into the operating room, and as they put the monitor on me, I saw the heart rhythm VTAC, ventricular tachycardia, is a fast heart rhythm, originating in one of the ventricles of the heart, and is a potentially life-threatening arrhythmia. I then looked at the blood pressure monitor, and saw my blood pressure was 40 and dropping. The anesthesiologist became very upset, and started to run around the room, then all of a sudden, my spirit left my body, and it felt like I was sucked out of my body like a vacuum, my spirit soared out of the hospital and into the universe. I mean it felt like Star Trek. My spirit was traveling very fast, and I saw the earth below me and I seemed to be amidst the stars. Then I heard a thump and I landed in this very cloudy place, and the people I saw were all dead people whom I, as a nurse, had once cared for. They welcomed me and were all smiling. They parted, and coming towards me was my father, 
who had died six months prior. I remember how happy I was because I loved my dad so much and he had died. My father smiled at me and held my hand and led me to a tunnel. The tunnel seemed to move slowly back and forth, and when I arrived in front of it, a bright light shone upon me and I felt no pain, and this incredible love that radiated inside of me. I walked into the tunnel and standing in the middle of the tunnel was a figure dressed in white with long hair. And his back was to me. I felt incredible love coming from this person, and I just knew that if he turned and looked at me, I would be dead. Beyond this man was an incredible place. The colors were interactive and alive. It seemed like a paradise, except the colors were alive and the rocks and sky and grass and water all seemed to be so very beautiful and they seemed to all interact with each other. I saw my life flash before me like a rapid motion picture movie, and I saw all the good things and all the bad things that I had done in my entire life. Then, I heard three voices. They said, you can stay or you can leave. And I thought to myself, I can stay or I can leave. And I said, I am not good enough to be here, and the voices said, oh, but you are. The voices were so tender and the thought of staying seemed so pleasing to me, and I wanted to stay with my dad, but I suddenly felt this tugging at my shoulders. It seemed to be pulling at me, and I knew instantly that it was the prayers of my family, my children, and immediately I said, I gotta go, in that moment, I shot out of that tunnel. And soared through the universe. I heard a thump, and I was back in my body. And leaning over me was my doctor who said, Anne, why didn't you tell me you were so sick? You had a cardiac arrest, we resuscitated you and performed your surgery without anesthesia, but you are probably going to die, for you are in septic shock. And I replied, oh no, doctor. I was in heaven and I got to come back. So I won't die, dot. I was very sick for six months and had a total of five surgeries and I got septic many times, but I survived. And we are back. Interesting. I love NDE stories. They are so fascinating and they, and it's just like every single one of them that you hear, it just really warms your heart because it just gives you that hope or that promise of something so much bigger and more loving and better than what we have here, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, so let's jump into this one. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up uh, this episode by, you know, doing comments on this section right here. We'll, sure. Uh, we still got a little bit of time. Let's just go ahead and comment on it for a while. Uh, I like the first where it said the his, his originally the spirit was uh, sucked out like a vacuum, yep. traveling fast to the universe amidst the stars. And and I he I have heard several people talking about being one of the stars that that we are that light energy. I've heard of that before too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's deep. Um, saw people that she cared for, said that she was a nurse, and she saw people that she cared for that had passed away, and they mm -hmm. were there, and they welcomed her, and they were all excited and laughing, and mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. I uh, got to see her father, and her father was the one that actually led, led her, her to the tunnel, okay? Then she saw the bright light, so we have right here the actual, what, the tunnel and the bright light and the meeting the family, and 
and the friends that she knew. Uh, any comments? That's classic. Yeah, I, actually, yeah, that's the the pretty much the the common thread through most NDEs. But I'm going to back up a, a, a little bit here because I have heard many of the NDEers say this. They felt and knew they were dying. Oh, yeah. Most everyone knows they are dying. It's a common, it's that, that download that we get from the outer spirit that is common, the knowing that you're dying. Right. So, and, and then when she did pass, going into that, that bright light was love and it radiated. So that that's very common in, in them is that love, the love, the love, the love. What we're supposed to be doing here. Oh, my gosh. That's um, right. We can't comprehend. And well, to go with that, if let's take it with that and tie it, those two together, where uh, actually the, the bright light, you know, the tunnel then into the bright light and the actual radiating love, like we're talking about, mm-hmm. and into the tunnel, and, this, and she sees this figure in the tunnel. So here's we have that. That that spiritual mm-hmm. uh, being that usually comes into around this time mm-hmm. here, that, and and it's different for different people now. So, and it had that tremendous love and glow, like we said. But also, I, I like this part here that colors were alive. Mm-hmm. You let, hear that a lot too. Let me back up before we go into that because I've got some comments on that as well. Okay. But talking about her uh, seeing the figure with long hair and really bright. She, and she said she knew if she turned he turned around and um, I don't know exactly the, the words she used on it because I didn't write that down. But in turning around that she wouldn't be alive, that she would die from there. That to me rings of the, the biblical perspective that that could be some kind of religious indoctrination in her Could be. where she felt like even her spirit would die from that point because in, in the bible it teaches you if no one can see the face of god so that's what that made me think of when she said that and then going back on into past the light and him was paradise and the colors yes that is absolutely beautiful all of life interacting with each other yeah. That is that Exactly. Yeah. You hear that a lot. We think what's going on out in our world right now. You can take a MIDI device and put on plants and they sing. Yep. I mean, we can't hear it with our ears without that device, but think about that if everything is communic- communicating on this level as well. That's the unity and the beauty of it all. Is everything is one. Yeah, those uh, midi pods. I, I forgot what they were called, but something like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's based on that. And we we may we may even do a whole uh, uh, maybe a coffee conversation one day on the actual phenomenon of uh, you know the plants talking and singing and doing their own music and things of their oh, own vibration. Yeah, that, that's, their own that's vibration. a good idea because yeah, yeah. it all ties in with this. Um, looking at the time here, let's go ahead and keep things going here real quick. It goes into the life review. Yeah, so the life review, and they call it the life flash, but it said both good and bad, okay? Mm-hmm. And then it had uh, this particular one, I uh, had the privilege of three, three voices actually saying, 
uh, or giving them the opportunity uh, to actual stay or option to go. Yeah, the yeah. option. Yeah, thank you to, to either stay or to leave. You know. And I love her comment. I do. Um, oh, I don't. I don't deserve to be here. I know. I'm not and good they, enough to stay. Oh, but you they, are. But you are. And no matter what we've and, done and, and been through. always remember that, all of you listening, you you are precious. You know, and the thing is, is we forgot that. And we, we, we're not taught that anymore. But you are... We are worthy. Precious, worthy beings. Yes. And, and then all the great transcendent masters taught us these things. Right. And see, that's the thing. Most people have very low self-esteem. We've forgotten who we are as... Uh, children of the creator the source that love of god god is within us if you want to call it god that spirit that source the all parent whatever you universe whatever you call it it is within us we are a part of the divine and we have forgotten that because we haven't been taught that right but a part of us knows it exactly we may not admit it but we have to acknowledge there's we have something forgotten more it. than just, just yeah. these little And that vessels. that makes me think about the Remember book. You know, it goes into this this earth is a, a game board, you know, and we came into this game board forgetting who we were, forgetting everything we knew. And we're having game. to learn who we are to play this game in life. Hmm. And we have Let's to see remember if you've a lesson from last time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's deep. yeah. It really so, is. She she was back and forth through the universe with her experience. And then uh, in conclusion, how about the prayers? Um, you know, she, she felt being tugged back. So, and I've heard yeah. of the stories of that before. The people's prayers actually bringing people back or holding them back on this plane, on this realm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but I have I heard have, of stories. Yeah. So that's a pretty powerful example there that the prayers uh-huh. kind of hold her back. She had the option to stay or go, but they kind of more or less in that direction now yeah and she went back into the body exactly which is the return returned Absolutely. you know and, and and people have major adjustments coming back you know they do i mean i've never had an nde um just you have to deal with your own psychology your own reality yeah. of what happened what you experienced and not only that then you have to deal with everybody else who what thinks they you're may crazy think of you. and, yeah they may not grasp it, you know. So hopefully the things that we learn and the things that we share on this podcast will really open up people's minds and hearts, especially those who've had NDEs. If and it resonates with you, take it and use it. If it doesn't resonate, let it go. Let it go. No that's, worries. That's okay. It's not for everybody. And that's okay. No worries. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and uh, close on that. And, uh, just remember, anybody, if you've ever had an NDE or if somebody that you may know that's had a near-death experience, please go to nde.world. That is nde.world, okay? And contact us. We would love to hear your story. Be a guest on our podcast. And until next time, this is Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lynn. We send you our love and peace to you all. And until next time... Let your light shine.